I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. We're continuing to monitor President Joe Biden, uh, who is speaking in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania today. He is laying out the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which, of course, was passed uh, late last year, and also his hopes for some of the components of Build Back Better uh, to be passed in chunks uh, by the House and the Senate moving into this year. And uh, we'll continue to monitor that. And if there's anything uh, new there, we will break into that as needed. We've also been monitoring closely today, obviously, what is happening in Ukraine uh, along the Ukrainian border. And Russia continues to build up. And uh, many sources, uh, both from the United States and from our NATO allies, have uh, projected that uh, a Russian incursion into Ukraine uh, is imminent or forthcoming. And there's a host of debate around that. We spoke earlier in the day uh, with our friend Andrew Desidera from Politico talking about some of the bipartisan efforts that are happening in the United States Senate now to put sanctions against Russia. And uh, that's gaining bipartisan support. Uh, We'll also need to go through the House and obviously to the president's desk. We also heard earlier today Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Army General Mark Milley had a briefing talking about the state of play in Ukraine. And I want to go to some of that sound. There were some important things that were said there that I think we need to be mindful of, especially as we monitor what happens over the weekend. Secretary Austin says that Russia still has options outside of combat. Conflict is not inevitable. There is still time and space for diplomacy. The United States, in lockstep with our allies and partners, has offered Russia a path away from crisis and toward greater security. And the Department of Defense will continue to support those diplomatic efforts. Diplomacy first. That's, of course, what we always want to hear, especially out of our military leader. Defense Secretary Austin went on to say that the U.S. is helping Ukraine by providing equipment uh, for their own protection. The United States remains committed to helping Ukraine defend itself through security assistance material. And since 2014, we've committed more than $2.7 billion in security assistance to Ukraine. And that includes more security assistance to Ukraine in the past year than any at any previous time. In December, President Biden authorized $200 million in assistance. Secretary Austin continued as he pointed out that Ukraine uh, was, we were prepared to assist uh, Ukraine and also that the U.S. is prepared to stand with our NATO allies. An important point here, because obviously Ukraine is not 
uh, part of NATO at the moment. That is one of the points of contention. It's one of the things that Vladimir Putin is saying, if you will guarantee that Ukraine will never be part of NATO, then they would stand down, that that would be one condition. And, of course, that's been rejected out of hand both by President Biden and by our uh, diplomatic corps as well as other allies around the world who said they're just not going to go there. So Secretary Austin uh, talked about that, talked about that connection with NATO and how vital that would be if anything happens moving forward. The United States will stand shoulder to shoulder with our NATO allies. And that includes reinforcing security on NATO's eastern flank. As you know, we placed thousands of U.S. troops on prepare to deploy orders earlier this week. If NATO activates its response forces, these troops will be ready to go. So then uh, Secretary Austin took some questions from reporters, and I want you to listen very closely uh, to this exchange. The secretary was asked uh, if we can actually even trust anything coming out of Russia and Vladimir Putin, and listen to his response. In terms of uh, trusting Putin, I don't think this is about trusting Putin. This is about our allies trusting us. That's really what we're focused on. Mr. Putin, at some point in time, will will reveal what he's thinking. But again, I'm not sure that he's made uh, final decisions on what he's going to do yet. Okay, I thought that was the statement of the press conference from Defense Secretary Austin that when asked, can we trust Vladimir Putin, his response, listen to this, it's not about trusting Vladimir Putin. It's about our allies trusting us. I think that is such a significant message. I think that's an important message for the White House and for the Biden administration who ran on the idea during the campaign that they would restore that trust and that confidence from allies around the world that uh, America would lead, that we would be a trusted partner uh, on all the important issues of the day. And I think the fact that the defense secretary said, look, this is this is not about us trying to trust Vladimir Putin. This is actually trying to demonstrate to our allies that they can trust us, that they can have confidence that when the United States of America is your partner, that the country will do what it says it will do, that we will be there, that we will be there after, that we will be there to make sure there are transitions, uh, and that uh, I think that is such a interesting thing. It's uh, not a lot of folks are talking about that, but I think that was the statement of the press conference. Again, it's about our allies trusting us, not about Putin. Uh, that's really significant. Uh, in response to another reporter, Secretary Austin again stated that the most uh, talked about and focused on this most important point of the entire situation in Ukraine. Again, uh, our focus is on making sure that we're ready to uh, live up to our commitment to NATO should the NATO response force uh, be activated by NATO. Putting our forces on a shorter string uh, enables us to get there in in a shorter period of time. And again, I think that provides reassurance to NATO that we're ready to live up to our commitments. Uh, When uh, the secretary said putting the forces on a shorter string, and that's that heightened level of awareness and readiness Uh, so that those uh, troops could be deployed rapidly, uh, that they are in place, shorter string, meaning shorter response time, able to react uh, swiftly. Again, uh, the president's been very clear that uh, U.S. forces will not go into Ukraine, uh, but they will be deployed other places, again, eastern uh, bloc, excuse me, eastern European nations there. Uh, I want to close out with one uh, additional piece from Secretary Austin, 
Uh, and again, I'm, I'm just underscoring this point that he kept coming back to, which is so interesting that we have to keep coming back to, uh, that of all the things that are happening and all the scenarios that could play out, it is NATO and our relationship there and the confidence that our allies have in us as a partner that is a significant priority. Our focus is to make sure that whatever happens, we're prepared to reassure our allies in the region and support NATO's efforts. This is about NATO and the alliance. I would remind you that NATO is a defensive alliance. You've heard the chairman talk about the resources that NATO has, and I think they are considerable resources. And again, it's important to make sure that we keep the alliance uh, united. So I think his his last point there in terms of keeping that alliance united, obviously Germany has been uh, a little quiet and a little mercurial, I think, in terms of their position on a lot of these things, which uh, has created a lot of confusion, I think, in terms of where their interests are. Obviously, Germany is very dependent on uh, Russian uh, natural gas and oil uh, coming across and, of course, the, the pipeline situation there and how that plays out as it relates to Ukraine and other areas uh, are all really significant. Uh, also interesting to note that uh, Secretary Austin said that NATO is a defensive alliance. That's also a really important point to underscore. But again, the message of this press conference was this is not about trusting Vladimir Putin. It's about getting others to trust America again. We'll continue to follow that. Stay with us. Hour number two coming up on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll be back after Top of the Hour News. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.